0: This podcast is brought to you exclusively by The Reality Reality Check Check Podcast Podcast Network. Welcome to Just Thinking with Stan Wegland. A unique podcast that breaks down all of the topics in life you want to hear about from someone who's been there, done that, and lived through it all. No topic is off limits, and all things will be discussed with thought-provoking knowledge that will make you look at things in a different way. Just Thinking, for times like these.
1: Hey everyone, this is Stan Wangland and welcome to Just Thinking. How the heck is everybody doing? How is everyone doing? I'll ask it again in this crazy, wild, insane world that we live in. I have to use that statement every day now because it gets nuttier and nuttier. The more you stir it, the more that it stinks uh, many times and there's wonderful things out there too. One of them is joining you six days a week For this time that we get to spend together on just thinking things that are just in my head, and I kind of spill them out here on our podcast and toss them out to you and see what you think about them. And um, I get a lot of interesting feedback from people. Uh, You know, most of it's, uh, you know, very nice, and I appreciate that. I've been glad to say that I don't get any hate mail or hate statements or things like that yet. So, uh, That's been pretty amazing with uh, almost 400 shows. So uh, either my work is really irrelevant or uh, it touches uh, a nice nerve with the audience most of the time. So thank you for being so kind and patient with me. I was doing another show the other night um, that will be uh, actually has premiered, but we have to uh, straighten out the feed on it uh, and a couple of other things called Does Father Knows Best? Uh, which is actually a generation show with my son and myself and some other hosts uh, That we will have on the show that uh, talks about all issues From a generational standpoint, and I hope you'll listen to it it's, It'll be out at least twice a week And uh, one of the things that I dumped on that show uh, Is what I, want, I said I was going to do a show today on it And it has to do with uh, predictions, hubris And the demise of President Trump yeah, I'll repeat that. Uh, it has to do with predictions, uh, my predictions, based on my analysis of, uh, of things that are going on, just like if I was a military analyst or an intelligence analyst or when I was a psychologist, uh, you know, working on a case. And I'd get information. I'd say, yeah, this is, you know, this appears to be uh, this would, you know, might be an outcome here, which is really uh, another way of saying that um, this is a prediction you know, based on some, you know, good information. Uh, But I dumped this on the show the other night, and I've been feeling it very, very strongly uh, in a serious way. And one of the things that I don't share uh, with people on, uh, you know, on Just Thinking, but certainly was one of the reasons why I did the show called People Under the Stairs with my good buddy Paul James Caden, is that uh, I do have uh, some uh, some psychic abilities, I would say. No, that I'm not Nostradamus, and I don't use them when I'm practicing as a scientist. But in terms of the old-fashioned term of extrasensory extra perception, yes, I, I do seem to have some of those abilities and have always had them. Uh, and if you listen to any of my shows um, on People Under the Stairs, I'm really not kidding around with the fact, as my family could tell you and friends. Uh, electrical products don't ever work in any home that I'm in. We blow out light bulbs by the bazillions, amongst other things. So you can get We've had the boxes changed a million times anywhere I've ever lived. And boom, 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 if I get upset, light bulbs blow out, whatever. But I don't uh, get into that too much. I never sit down there and I don't believe in soothsaying or being a seer or any such thing. But I do seem to get um, certain impressions many times. And they have a, a fairly high rate of accuracy. And uh, they're on very obtuse things that you, you you wouldn't think. And you say, why would you be thinking that about somebody? And I guess they're classic features of people who have some extrasensory um, abilities uh, with things. Uh, one is that I'll get this like little video in my head of something that's happening. And I've always had that ever since I've been a young guy. And in, in many instances, it comes out just as in the video. And it's not a self-fulfilling prophecy or anything like that and I don't you know you don't have to believe me on it or not but uh, you know I just take it for what it is it's just a part of my personality but uh, my good buddy and fellow psychologist uh, John Lishock I'm going to quote him by name uh, when I would get these feelings over the years uh, if I had him on the show with me right now I can guarantee you what he'd say. he would always say if uh, Wangland's hairs on the back of his head are going up, I would listen. Because I know him, you know, for 30 years and uh, more often than not, uh, he's getting it. You know, I think that soldiers get that sometimes, performers get that sometimes, just people in general. They know when somebody's looking at them. They It's it's nothing magical. It's nothing, um, I wouldn't call it supernatural or anything. I think it is what it is. It's an extrasensory ability uh, that some people have uh, or they see a big picture. They have an analytical Skill or talent There's many, many, many people have that And I You know, I'm feeling this uh, Very much with what's going on In our country right now And I have a whole series of shows Not on predictions like I'm Nostradamus But I I look at a lot of news I analyze a lot of materials And um, you know You can make just normal predictive behaviors Based on probability and odds And things like that And then there are other things where, you know, you get intuitive impressions, you get um, karmic impressions, for lack of a better term. I I don't know how to put them. Philosophical impressions, uh, the way the universe operates that you don't understand, (laughs) whatever you want to call them. And the...
0: what's going on you have john wanglin one of the hosts of wrestling with reality check out our shows this week on wrestling with reality we have some great shows we have our mma show we look at is khabib namaga madoff versus george st pierre reality why john jones is such a disgrace to the ufc we also have on wcw monday nitro watch along and we take a look back at triple h in his 25 year career in the wwe so check out
1: wrestling with reality on all major podcast outlets Ancient Greeks knew this, as well as most of you out there. You know what I'm saying? When when somebody says, why did that happen to Bill? And they'll say, well, you know, there's a bunch of bad choices. And many times that's all that it is. It's just bad choices. Other times people are making all the right choices and they have all the shit going in their favor. And bad stuff happens to them. And you can feel that bad stuff is going to happen to them because we'll say it's karma. What goes around comes around. Whatever. Well, the Greeks had their version uh, of that, and it wasn't exactly karma. It was more of like some kind of sense of justice, in the sense that, uh, man, you don't anger the gods. You don't. Um, you don't show your character flaws and flaunt them uh, for the universe, uh, because it's going to come back on you. And the term that they used for that was hubris. And I'm sure that many of you have heard this before, but, you know, you're probably like me that, you know, you think, you know, the definition of hubris and uh, you do. But, you know, there's little fine points to it. Hubris is an it's an excess of confidence. And a good example is, you know, you've all seen that a boxer or a baseball player or some athlete, an MMA uh, person, you know, they're, they're I'm the greatest. I'm the best. And all of a sudden, the guy goes out there and he gets the shit pummeled out of him by somebody else smaller or stronger or more clever than he is or worked harder than he was. Or the guy's just a braggart. Braggart, And boom, he gets it. And everybody's kind of happy for it. So hubris is from the Greeks where it meant excessive pride. It meant violating the bounds set for humans And in Greek tragedies, when you were in high school, I'm sure you had that, or in college, or in some kind of course that you took in school, you must have had to read a Greek tragedy. Or if you're not familiar with that, you know, uh, Oedipus, you've all heard of Oedipus, or maybe some of you have, or Macbeth. That's a Shakespearean uh, tragedy that has hubris in it uh, in a certain way. Or the Odyssey of Homer, that has hubris in it, uh, where people were prideful. And they get uh, they get punished. So hubris is not just being prideful; it's extreme pride, and it's pride with arrogance. Uh, you know, shown by the character, and it ultimately brings about uh, his downfall. And it's a was a really, really, really strong thing in uh, in like I said, Greek tragedies and Shakespearean plays. In the movies, we see hubris all the time. Uh, You know, uh, it's always portrayed with that, with the evil genius, uh, all those kind of things. And is hubris the same as pride? Well, uh, it is and it isn't. Uh, You know, pride is the state of being proud. You know, you have like an inordinate uh, degree of self-esteem. You're conceited about your own superiority and your talents, your beauty, your wealth. Your rank, your position, Uh, you take on lofty airs. you might be distant from people, you show reserve, you show contempt for other people. But when you really get into hubris, it's even in excess of that. And there's this presumption of, again, of arrogance. Nothing's going to happen to you. And the Greeks, again, were the masters of that. And they said, oh, yes, it is, because this overbearing pride will lead you as a human being to follow the paths or projects which lead to certain destruction. And man, if you ever listen to one of my shows uh, and you wanted to get a life lesson from it, because I'm teaching myself as I'm sharing this with you, there is one never in my life do I ever try to put myself in a position of hubris. And my father, God bless his soul, had a different way of saying it. He said, man, all birds fly high, but they all gotta come down for a drink of water, Stanley. And he was describing hubris. I'll repeat that one again. All birds fly high, but they gotta come down for a drink of water. And he would also say, same person you seen on the ladder going up, is the same person you seen going down. And he was right and he was right And he was right. So that excessive pride is, uh, you know, what is going to harm people. And, you know, there's a funny thing. Uh, Hubris, uh, you know, again, is describing that uh, character's personality trait of foolish pride and excessive pride and overconfidence uh, in combination with arrogance. Does that sound like anybody that we know? Does that sound like anybody who's got like a a big crazy hairdo, uh, a lot of orange color on him all the time and denies reality and lies and tells people I'm the greatest, I'm the smartest, I should win the no-. a guy who stands up in front of people who actually had people at leaders from all over the world laughing at him of saying he should be a Nobel Prize winner, he knows more than other doctors, he's the person uh he knows more than his generals? I mean, come on, folks, whether you're a supporter or not, uh, this, isn't a, this isn't a criticism of this guy. This is setting the base for what uh, th- that for this show of why this guy, I think, is, is, is going to take the big dirt nap here very shortly. You know, the other thing that's important to the Greeks and it's important in this concept of hubris and it's critical to this definition are that people who are, are in this uh, trap of hubris, their the concept of honor and shame uh, are really important. That there are people who are not honorable. That there are people who that that, that, that they do not show any shame. And uh, you know, man, this is this is the kind of guy uh, that we have in office right now, and the statement. Uh, The pride that comes before the fall, boy, man, oh, man, does it apply to this bird, uh, you know, in the White House. And why do I say this? I think that this stuff has been going on with this guy his entire life. And, of course, hubris has hit him many times in his life. He's a failed businessman many times over and had four bankruptcies, you know, Trump casinos, Trump... It's not to try to put a knock on this guy. As a matter of fact, before he ran for president, he's been very serious financial problems. And, uh, uh, you know, people wouldn't lend him money except the Deutsche Bank. And that was one of the things under—that's why he won't release his taxes or any such thing like that. But since getting in office with all his bragging and bravado and lying and undoing every single thing that he can do— uh, you know, he betrays the Kurds. People have forgotten that already. He just betrays them, and then he says this was a great military move. He smirks at everybody. He flaunts the law. He fires people uh, who were generals. Um, he wasn't at John McCain's funeral and is as proud as a peacock. He, he wouldn't go. Uh, and, and when he, they had to remove the ship, the uh, the SS, uh, USS McCain from whatever exercises where he was going to be around. Uh, He cavorts with dictators. Uh, He smirks about making America great. He calls everybody a name and says how stupid they are. Anybody who crosses them, even people in his own administration, as he's firing them, he wishes them poorly. He criticizes them. And then he smirks and smiles and says, I have the greatest economy. Everything we do is the best. We're the smartest. And he's done it in every single thing as he's taken this country off the guardrails. And he's now done it with the thing, like in a Greek tragedy. And I think we're at that moment of a Greek tragedy. This guy is like Rasputin, the crazy monk who was uh, in, you know, the, the power behind the throne for the czars uh, around the time of World War one and uh, he was a madman and he had the czars and the you know, the government he, he had people under his, his his thumb and hubris got him as well. Uh, the people in a, you know in in power eventually killed him and he was almost impossible to kill they shot him they poisoned him they did everything they could do I, they eventually threw him down a friggin well. Are you interested in spirituality and the paranormal? Then when they dragged him out of the well, they cut his head off and put his head one place and his body in another, if I'm not mistaken. But it was that crazy. But there was the hubris. And we see this in history. We see this in history, and we see it with the Titanic. The ship is unsinkable, right? You know, I wouldn't get get on a plane, a ship. I wouldn't be in a military unit that was called the, the fighting, whatever it is. We never lose a war. You're bound to get it one day, man. Regression to the mean, hubris, excessive pride, unrealistic pride. You're going to get it. So we know that the Titanic, the, the Hindenburg, the famous uh, dirigible, you know, it's the pride of the German. Boom. You know, there it goes down in flames. The Bismarck, the Graf Spee, the two super monster battleships that were indefeatable in World War II. When they were built They came out The whole world The, 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 the guns on the ship Were out Gunned everybody By such a distance that They They just literally Controlled the, the The sea lanes Both of them were sunk Both of them were sunk Went right to the bottom Not Not partially done But sunk Boom Goodbye You know The Japanese uh, Imperial Navy Undefeatable You know The attack at Pearl Harbor And everything Boom Done the um, the uh, Hitler in World War Two and Mussolini. But let, let's center on Hitler. Look at the damage he inflicted upon Europe. victory after victory after victory. He was unbeatable, unstoppable Blitzkrieg, the thousand year Reich. And where did he wind up less than 10 years? Into to the whole mess that he put together, he wound up shooting himself in the head in a bunker in Berlin. With his lover. Eva Braun, the country in ruins, the country divided for all those years. Everybody decimated, the country destroyed, and they dragged his body out there, put gasoline on it, and burnt him in the parking lot. That's how he ended up. How about Benito Mussolini? He was was Times Man of the Year, as Adolf Hitler was. El Duce, standing, you see the photos of him standing, uh, you know, on the uh, balcony uh, after Italy invaded Ethiopia and did all kinds of things. This is in World War II and became part of the Axis power. He was going to, he thought he was like another Caesar. Where did he wound up? He, he and his mistress wound up hanging by their heels, uh, you know, her in a nightgown and him stripped down to just his uh, skivvies, upside down. Momar Gaddafi. You ever see that terrible video pulled out of a pipe? A drainage pipe, people sticking a dagger up his behind as they're killing him with him going, no, it, it, horrific. Saddam Hussein being hung. Osama bin Laden. I mean, you can go on all kinds of uh, people, people in our country, you know, people who thought that, you know, Joe McCarthy and McCarthyism, you know, uh, thinking that he was going to control this country and, uh, you know, put everybody in a reign of terror about false allegations of communism. Yeah, he got booted out. Other people, you've seen sports figures and uh, look at people like Harvey Weinstein and Jeffrey Epstein. The terrible behaviors that they've been involved in You know, big moguls And they come crashing down And wind up in jail Even the most beloved comedian Of all Dr. Huckabee Or whatever the heck his name was Bill Cosby His ass is in jail So there's a hubris Remember him? Remember Bill Cosby? I don't like those comedians I don't have to use bleak and bleak and block and bloop he, He wouldn't use any kind of a curse word But he didn't seem to have any problem with drugging women and molesting them. So hubris is a funny thing. Now, I want to just take a couple more minutes for today's show. What's my pr- pr- prediction with this hubris? No, this is more than President Trump uh, getting a bounce out of the office. Everybody thinks he's the Rasputin. He's uh, unbeatable. And the reason he always goes out swinging like a wild maniac on everything is because of his background and training from the famous attorney Roy Cohn, who was the attorney for uh, for Joe McCarthy. He was a notorious person who said, if they, somebody catches you with a smoking gun where you killed somebody, you turn around and say, no, you didn't, and you killed somebody. And if you do it enough times, people, if you say that enough times, people believe it. And it's called the illusory truth effect. That things are an illusion. They're make-believe. But the more you say them, the more people believe them. It's a a crazy technique, but it works with people. And this is what Trump does. You know, he's a liar. He needs to be, uh, you know, held accountable, but he calls everybody else a liar. And then he brings them to trial. So hubris is coming around for this guy. And this is my prediction hubris is coming around, and it's coming around with the coronavirus. Because all the other things he's done to this point, many of them have resulted in loss of life. His cruelty uh, and callousness to immigrants and other people and uh, with the borders and terrible things with the wall and abandoning the Kurds and doing a whole bunch of other things. He's cost a lot of lives. But this thing with the coronavirus and, you know, calling it a hoax and knowing goddamn well it isn't a hoax and doing that for political reasons, he has gone to a new level of arrogance. He's gone to a new level of arrogance with Attorney General Barr and and destroying the Department of Justice and putting our laws and systems and everything off balance, uh, ruining our Department of Agriculture, our Food and Drug Administration, and undoing everything that's been done by every president before him in particular, President Obama, who won the Nobel Peace Prize. And he absolutely fears, despises, and so much wants to do better then. Because Trump is a racist. My feeling on this one... This is the perfect thing, and it will go down in history, uh, and it's starting right now. Mike Pence is now, you know, walking around, no mask. They've all been doing it. Uh, Dr. Fauci, uh, not that he's a bad guy, but from the CDC, he's in self-imposed quarantine. Uh, Stephen Miller, that heartless prick, his uh, lovely wife, and I mean that. She looks like a lovely uh, woman. Uh, That poor thing has the coronavirus, and I'm sure he might get it, too. Now let me preface something. I don't want one hair on Stephen Miller's head or President Trump's head or the first lady or um, you know, any of Mr. Trump's children or anything else or Jared Kushner as scummy as they may be or not uh, or any individual that I don't particularly care for. No, I don't wish I, not an upset stomach. not a uh, not a pimple, nothing no. That would make me a bigger lowdown than he is, and I want none of that. I'm just saying that uh, I think our president is going to get the coronavirus, and I think he's going to die from it. And I think Mr. Pence uh, may not get it, uh, but may may become incapacitated by it. And, and I say maybe. I, I really do feel the president's going to get it and he's going to die from it before the election. I do feel that uh, Vice President Pence may get it or become incapacitated. And I really have this uh, image in my head. It's not wish. I think Nancy Pelosi, of all things, is going to play out like a Greek tragedy. She, his other biggest nemesis, will become the president of the United States. For a very short period of weeks. And uh, there will be an election and there will be uh, Trump will be made a martyr by some people and whatever But everybody other than the Kool-Aid drinkers Will breathe a sigh of relief That he is dead, he is gone And hubris has taken its course That's what I believe is going to happen And I believe it so much that I'm putting it out on this show That's what I believe will happen Now I should call this part one Because I have another part to this And it's what's going to happen after this pandemic And before and after the election And uh, it's it's pretty much along the lines of If it's not going to be called the apocalypse It ought to be (laughs) Because I think some very wild things are going to happen for a while Uh, But that's for another show so I think our president uh, is time limited and I don't mean that by the election uh, I don't think he'll be re-elected anyway even though people think he's uh, you know uh, can't be defeated just due to his luck or his um, uh, his excellence or whatever I don't think he's going to live to see November and again I hope I'm wrong uh, because I don't want to see anybody particularly uh, mr Trump um, you know, Loses life or loses health or his family have to endure that like uh, those others of us have to endure those things by losing people or health. And the last thought that I meant to put out here, I know, and this is part of the Us too, that the very person that he despises the most, President Obama, has finally decided to play him. And he played him this week when he talks, when he insulted him and said that it's a it's total chaos what he's doing. And it was the general Flynn thing that went too far. And the first thing that Trump do, did was to take the bait and say, oh, no, Flynn's a good guy. And, you know, uh, even though the guy is uh, admitted twice that he's guilty and is then toying with the idea of appointing him to a position, uh that's another thing that will help President Trump walk off the clip, cliff in an election. Or even some people who were supporters will say, hey, man, how far are you willing to go? Are you, you know, I, I know you're kind of nutty, but you're way out there. And that's part of hubris, too. But I don't, I, I don't think that's even relevant anymore. But I just wanted to put that out there as part of an analysis. President Obama is, has finally decided to play him here at the bitter end because he's ripe for the picking. So, karma is a uh, funny thing. I don't know whether you agree or not. Uh, And what's the lesson? The lesson is for all of us, too. Because there's hubris for us as a nation. And a sizable portion of this nation thinks that money walks and, you know, money talks and everybody else walks and everything else. And they'll do anything for money. And they'll be stupid and prideful and arrogant and, and people will deny reality and there's hubris there they will not allow other people who have needs you know to try and help them as we've done in the past and do the right thing Uh, there's hubris in our religious institutions uh, and other parts of our institutions where when we don't act properly uh, and we're deceitful and dishonest and prideful and arrogant A lot of the stuff is coming, you know, right back to haunt us So that's today's show I hope you enjoyed it Uh, And remember the prediction I think it's very interesting And I'd like to hear what you have to say about it And if you have any ideas, you can contact me Stan Wangland, that's S-W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D At gmail.com I hope you rate and review and subscribe to the show And I'll catch you all later
0: Thank you for listening to Just Thinking with Stan Wangland please check out our website, www.rcpodnetwork.com or email him at swagland at gmail.com. And please make sure to subscribe to Just Thinking with Stan Wagland on your favorite podcast outlet.